Hello, everyone. Welcome to Storehouses, a weekly podcast brought to you by Trinity Baptist Church. My name is Ethan Getrost, and with us today for our first episode is Dr. Les Holland. How are you? Ethan, good to be with you. Thanks for your vision for this podcast. Absolutely. I'm excited to, to talk about what we're going to talk about, which for our first episode, I thought, uh, what a better scripture than John 3.16, arguably the most famous passage of scripture. Yes, indeed it is, isn't it? Uh, and the power of scriptures, you know, Ethan, just in general, is that scripture is for conversation. Right. God has a message for our life, and if we can hear the message, uh, work to understand the message, which is the purpose of the podcast, right. then the mess, the conversation just gets clear between us and God. And we live in such a noisy world and a confusing world that we really need for this to be a healthy, uh, dynamic consistent conversation uh, with God in our lives. And so you've appropriately connected us to uh, the, the verse that enables us to understand the other 31,101 verses. <laughs> there you go. You know, it is it is the, the, the heart and nugget of all the scripture. So I'm going to say it from the King Jimmy, okay. if that's okay. Yeah. And then we can kick in other translations and uh, angles uh, for this. But it's how many people have memorized the verse. Uh, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. Now, I intentionally kind of said it slowly so that it can be spoken to our life because again as you know the scriptures were originally given to be heard right later to be read right and in the hearing of the word then is the dynamic movement of god into our lives we know that now by the auditory system the neuron connections in our brain and how all that but god's designed us in such a way to be able to to be able to hear that yeah and the bible says as hearers Therefore, be doers ah, of the, the brother word. of Jesus who wrote the epistle <laughs> of James. Come on. So let's be clear about this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So in this verse, as we're hearing it, mm-hmm. uh, what do we do about it? Yeah. Well, we we first receive as a gift. Any scripture, we first say, Lord, thank you uh, for the gift of this passage. Uh, and this is literally has give in the heart of the message. God is a gracious God, a giving God, a generous God. We're to be gracious people, giving people. In, in terms of how we've heard the message is in proportion to how we are become generous in yeah. our own lives. Yeah. So, uh, and what motivated God is to love. So, one, to know that you are loved by God. And that's not just a, a sloppy, messy, anything goes kind of love. But it is a generous, intentional love for who you are and who we are. Loved the world. That means everyone, seven billion plus people, uh, loves all of God's creation. God has loved all of his creation. And life is about love, isn't it? That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, our capacity to be happy is in our proportion to love. Oh. And so the more that we grow our capacity to love and be loved, the happier we are, the more we develop our abilities and skills to be able to express love and receive love, the mm. more we are. And because we have been loved by God first, and really take that in, to be loved by God first, that gives us a healthy love then by which to love others. Well, I want to come back to the love. Yeah. Um, but I want to also go back 
to John 3.16 specifically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, John or the disciple that Jesus loved or right. whom Jesus loved. The beloved um, disciple. The beloved disciple writes this verse in chapter 3. Right. Why is this verse the one that stands out uh, amongst all Christians? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, I won't mm-hmm. say all, but most Christians know this verse by heart. Yeah. Uh, what makes this verse the one that we know? Well, the beloved disciple, who the apostle who wrote this, which we are 100% sure that was the apostle John, um, used the word believe 63 times in the Gospel of John, the fourth gospel. Something's going on there. Right. It's the same word 63 <laughs> yeah. times. Right. It's in the opening chapter, John 1. It's in the closing chapter, John 21. And it's in the heart of this verse. Because belief is about trusting. And the capacity, our, our uh, willingness to trust God is our capacity to receive God in our life. Let me say that again. Our willingness to trust God increases our capacity to let God into our life. That's what trust is all about. Yeah. And so it's the, it's the heart, this verse is the heart of it all because it encapsulates God giving, love, believing, uh, eternal life, uh, our capacity to give a response right. to him. So uh, the whole Messiah mission is in John 3.16. Wow. Wow. That's that's incredible. I, I, I think of times in my life where uh, I stopped being stubborn, <laughs> which isn't uh, – that's a rare thing. Uh, <laughs> but I stopped being stubborn towards God, and I, mm. I allowed him to love me. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Um, and, and so we're going to go back to love okay. and, and our capacity to love others. Mm-hmm. Uh, you recently preached on uh, the story of Samson and Delilah. Yes. And, and in your message, and, and I'm going to quote you, uh, you said, we need to learn to love him, him mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. God, before we can learn to love others. That's very true. Yeah. Um, in this, do you think that that message uh, stands out in, in, in verses like this where it discusses love? Do you think that our example of love is the example of God's love for us? Well, it's, it's, it reveals our capacity about how much we've received God's love in our life. Uh, and because, you know, unfortunately for many people, they don't have uh, healthy love examples in their life. Sure. Uh, parents weren't what they'd hoped to be, brothers or sisters, you know, even marriage is maybe disappointing. And so, in in a human capacity, in a human example of love, is still going to be inadequate yeah. to God. Because I think uh, later we might talk about the four kinds of love. Absolutely. And so we God's love, though, who indeed is perfect. And the word perfect means has three uses in the New Testament. It means headed uh, teleos. It's headed in God's direction. Yep. It means sinless, and it means it fits like the cornerstone was fitted for the whole building. Right. It's perfect for yeah. that. Wow. So the love of God's love fits us to his purposes and our life, and we fit in in his way of living. His love indeed is sinless for us, it's, uh, and it's not tainted by the stuff of this world. Matter of fact, to know what heaven is like is look at Jesus without Jesus having to deal with sin. Right. Jesus is the wow. embodiment of heaven on earth. And then uh, thirdly, it's teleos, we're headed his direction. Uh, and so love will draw us to him. This uh, Augustine, the early North African Christian leader, said, Our hearts are restless until we find rest in thee. We hunger for this kind of love. 
Yeah. Wow. I uh, have always said that the way we interact with others is the way we allow God to interact with us. Mm, mm, um, mm, and whether mm. that's in love mm-hmm. or whether that's in kind of God challenging us, mm-hmm. I think the best, maybe the best challenges that I've given uh, to other people are the ones that God has challenged me with at, at my core. Um, and I look at this verse as kind of the ultimate sacrifice, you yeah. know, um, yeah. uh, God sending forth his son to rescue us when we needed saving. Mm-hmm. Um, and in those moments, I, I hold on to this verse, specifically in my own life. I hold on to this verse um, in knowing that, man, before God judged me, mm-hmm. uh, God loved me. Ooh, yeah. And um, I, I think that that holds with That's it good. some some grace and some mercy uh, that will ring out forever. And I respect how you uh, have let the word speak to you personally. You know, you've said, okay, I know I've got a gap between who I want to be and who I am. Sure. And I'm going to let God's love speak to this gap, close it. We all got our gaps. That's right. Me, <laughs> uh, my wife, Vicki, will remind me that uh, one of my gaps, not the only one, but one <laughs> of my gaps is impatience. Sure. And so when I feel myself being impatient, I have to remind myself there may be nothing godly about what I'm feeling right now. Mm. In other words, it may not be just because there's an, an uh, urgency of this has got to get done. It just doesn't fit my own personal time date. Sure. So I've got to discern that. Wow. Is there something larger that's here? Or is it just my own uh, you know, stuff, my yeah. own idiosyncrasy? If it's my own stuff, then i got to stuff it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, sure. Give that away and say, you know, Lord, kind of grow your love. Because the fruit of the Spirit, as you well know, yes. uh, grows in our life by love and joy, peace, and patience. So love will do that. And so lack of love mm. can cause us to be impatient. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you had mentioned four types of love. I always grew up believing that there were three types of love. Yeah. Uh, so if you would kindly talk about those uh, four types. Sure. The ultimate, of course, uh, as you've said in other times, and your leadership in the life of Trinity, I'm grateful for that, um, is agape love. Agape is how some other people pronounce it. Sure. But agape love is the preeminent love. It is the, the almost exclusively the only word for love used in the New Testament. Mm. Uh, and it is the ultimate love. It is God's love for us, our love for God. Uh, uh, agape was used in other forms of Greek literature in the day, but it wasn't a uh, primary form. It really is in the uh, Jesus usage and Paul's usage and the New Testament writer's usage of uh, agape that uh, it really gets highlighted to the level of understanding. It is, and that is perfect love. That's these three ways of perfect I was talking about earlier. Uh, generally wanting the best for the other person, generally wanting God's will to be done, generally wanting, knowing this is more than what we can do on our own. It's kind of God working through us. It's, uh, you know, neither do I condemn you, but go and sin no more. Jesus, to the woman caught in adultery. The second form is a filial love, or we get the city of Philadelphia from that. And yeah. that's brotherly love, easily translated as sisterly love, but our, our human friendship love for each other, deep human friendship. And that's a, that's a beautiful form of love. Uh, that is the form of love where we really like each other and love each other. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes we can only love someone but not really like them. Yeah. And But love will work on us for that. To find My father taught me something. He said, you know, find something you like about it and grow it from there. Mm. So filio is that. It, it's a like-based love and which we then are generally working the best for the other person because we want that person to succeed in life. It's a beautiful form, and it's a form of love that needs to be in a marriage, for instance. A husband yeah. and wife 
need to be best friends yeah. with each other. Uh, over, overwhelming love of God working in their life to form their filia for each other. Uh, loyalty and friendship is key. You've mentioned other times about Jonathan and David, how that's been important to you, yes. their friendship yeah. with each other. So third is eros love, uh, frequently thought of just erotic love or love that is uh, carnal, sexual, just uh, a wrong use of sexual desire. And uh, certainly eros love has been used that way through the course of uh, Greek literature and beyond. We live in a sexually addicted culture right now in America. Yeah. Uh, and it's disastrous. But Eros love is, is not primarily that. Abused, yes. And all sin is is taking what God created for good and turning it upside down. Yeah, right. So the wrong side of Eros love is, is just what call, Paul describes as Sark's love. That's the, a word for flesh that's just uh, filled with Eros kind of stuff. And it's greedy, and it's just, you know, what's in it for me kind of uh, sexual gratification. But God gave us a sexual desire. I mean, Mm. the reason we have sexual desires is because it's a gift of God, and God wants that to be used creatively and responsibly. And But eros love can be the source of great works of art. Uh, It can be the source of inspiring us with an inner drive that doesn't have to simply lead to a sexual climax. Uh, it can lead to uh, the climax of great creativity and expressions uh, in our life. Mm. And that's, you know, that's a part of a discipline with uh, Eros love. And then a fourth form of love, C.S. Lewis highlighted this in his classic, The, uh, the Four Loves, yeah. is Storge love, transliterated as S-T-O-R-G-E. Storge love is uh, a strong like, like a bit for temporal things. Like I store gay ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I for me I store gay M M&M and M cookies. I store gay <laughs> uh, banana pudding. I store gay uh, pecan and chocolate chip pie. You know, <laughs> but none of that's uh, beyond the temporary. Uh, but it's a passion. Uh, I. I store gay the San Antonio Spurs, Amen. and I also have a filio for the <laughs> San Antonio go. Spurs, so gets to a higher form of love there too. Uh, and but and it's you know that's part of what it means to be human beings. We sure. just have to keep it in perspective. Yeah. Wow. Um, kind of a a broader question is um, is it important for us to love others before the before they can see the Father's love in us? Yeah. Uh, I know that Hmm. um, evangelism, Hmm. at least what I'm learning now, is that evangelism is very much relational, Mm -hmm. uh, that we should um, desire to be in a relationship with somebody, a friendship with somebody, get to know them, understand them, so that they see the Father's love in us for Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So do you think that it's important for them to feel our love before uh, maybe they feel the Father's love for them? Yeah. A good question. I'm going to answer it first by way of that remarkable Christian poet, Maya Angelou. Yes. And what she said to a woman, uh, a woman should love God, a woman should hide God's love in her heart so that a man must first uh, love God in order to find her heart. Hmm. Uh, That's just a way of saying that we are known by our love for God or a lack of love of God, and that people may find God by their discovering that how God is in our heart. Right. Wow. That's beautiful. Mm. <laughs> she, okay. she's, she's beautiful, what yeah. she writes is. Yeah. Um, what does grace 
have to do with love. Ooh, you're on target, man. That's <laughs> good. Um, grace uh, is, well, the, the Hebrew word for love is hesed, uh, and it can be translated as grace. So like the famous verse, Micah 6, 8, that you may do on a future podcast. Oh, sure. Is, uh, Lord has showed you, uh, O mortal, uh, what is required of you. Really? What's that? But to do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. Well, to love mercy is really a double intensive. I mean, it's like love, love. Yeah. It's like saying the same thing, but it's not. It's more than that. To love mercy, then, is to bring the highest form of love so that God's merciful expression of love can be revealed through our life. Wow. Uh, and this is a love that does not let go. Right. And it's a love that just is consistently being applied. God's hoping to the lives of people. Yeah. Wow, that's beautiful. Um, I think the the last question that I have for you is if somebody is struggling to feel God's love or mm-hmm. to, to understand it more, um, how would you encourage them to either seek God's love out or just be comforted in knowing that regardless of how they feel, mm-hmm. God still loves them? Yeah. If um, when we're we're stuck in a place of our life uh, when we're not feeling God's love or beyond that, um, that typically is because there's something about us we, we can't love. And we think if we can't love this part of ourselves, then God can't love this part of ourself. Hmm. Grace that you mentioned earlier is just the awareness that we can't dress ourselves up enough, clean ourselves up enough to get God's love. Well, wow. It's his love that cleans us up. Yeah. It's his love that dresses us into his, his love. And so it typically, not always, but typically then it's helping a person to name what it is about themselves that they think is unlovable, mm. that even God wouldn't love them. Yeah. And then that per- that depends on a person's individual story. Wow. Typically somewhere connected to guilt and shame. Yeah, sure. Um, I think just in closing that, um, and if there are people out there who are struggling with feeling God's love, um, just reflect on this verse this one verse and the verse after it is uh, hugely influential on how we view God's love for the son of man did not come into the world to condemn but to set us free you know I think that the freedom in God is being able to say God you love me and, mm-hmm. and I want to do more for you because of how much you love me mm-hmm. and, I, and I think that God does things for us mm-hmm. because he loves us mm-hmm. not because you know necessarily we ask but although he does those things because we ask, mm-hmm. but it's through his nature of love um, that we are, you know, that we were created and that we were set apart uh, to make a difference in others' lives by loving them first. You have said it well, you know, <laughs> uh, beautifully said. Uh, John three sixteen closes with that hope and awareness that uh, God wins. Yeah. A eternal life. Sure. Our fear of, of being abandoned by God. Love doesn't abandon us. God's love doesn't abandon us. We're not abandoned by God in death. Uh, but that this love just has, it's timeless. It continues wow. on. Yeah. Uh, well, we appreciate you listening. Uh, if you know somebody who uh, needs to hear this, please just share it with them. Uh, we have a Facebook page. Uh, it's under Storehouses Trinity Baptist Church. You can find us there. Uh, you can email the show at Ethan get or just Ethan at trinitybaptist.org. Uh, I also have a Facebook and Instagram if you want to connect with me there. Pastor Les, where can they find you? Hey, uh, you can call the church the old-fashioned way, yep. uh, 210-733-6201. 
Uh, you can email me at lhollon, H-O-L-L-O-N, at trinitybaptist.org, or come to worship. Uh, I'd enjoy visiting you with you briefly before the service or after the service, and we can set up a time to talk. Amen. All right. Well, you've just listened to Storehouses. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.